How do my friends and welcome into this week's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll, the host here, and I'm so glad that you have found us. I'm joined today by two people, one of my normal co-hosts, Allison Sullivan. She finally did her homework from a few months ago, and she took her spiritual gifts assessment, and uh, we talked through her results. What are her spiritual gifts? What do they mean for her? What do they mean for us? What do they mean for you? Uh, it's actually a very good conversation about how the body of Christ works and how we can all be using our gifts and uh, maybe the ones that we're not using as much as we should be. Uh, in the in the final segment of the show, Allison and I um, have a we do something new, and she asked me a lot of questions. I had been kind of kind of stuck in this rut of coming up with uh, ideas for the show, but I still felt like doing the show, so I was like, why don't you just ask me questions and see where it goes, and actually, it was quite enjoyable. Also, this week, we're doing a throwback episode with a guest interview right in the middle. Uh, one of my friends, Nick Sens, from Twitter, uh, he and I had this uh, interaction there about uh, Catholic Saints and NBA stars and comparing the two. So whether you love the NBA or you love Catholic Saints or both, uh, I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. I know a lot more about NBA players than I do Catholic Saints. That's kind of one of the holes in my Catholic knowledge. So um, I learned a lot about the Saints from this conversation. I hope that you do too. If you do enjoy today's conversation, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening or if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. It helps more people find the show with just a really simple act of hitting that subscribe button. We appreciate it. Enjoy today's show. Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Jemima Sullivan. Hello, that was Allison. Not your best what's up. Why? I don't know. It was just a little lackluster. Maybe I'm feeling lackluster today. <laughs> I don't know. We are uh, recording this in a week that uh, my kids aren't here. Oh. So I'm like super chill this week. Yeah, like, it was a chill. What's up? Yeah. How about that? It's, it's a summer what's up. It doesn't have the, the full gusto of the normal one. I. Um, our kids are gone with my staying with my parents this week, so Yay, we. Hey, that's nice. Um, it's just Sam and I, and then you're here apparently, <laughs> and she's not. Which is super weird. <laughs> like, to, so we're recording this this, this very early. This is the Monday before uh, July Fourth. So like, mm-hmm. this was the one day we're both off, taking off tomorrow, and then mm-hmm. like we have very little to do Wednesday or Thursday. Like we planned for yes. it, but even though we planned for this last week, like we knew we're like we have to work one day. So we yeah. both decided like all day today we're working. Like yes. I've been recording or editing all day today and get everything out for yeah. like the week. We're going to see Guardians tonight. We're like, we're starting our like vacation this evening, especially yeah. when you leave. <laughs> that, that, Not offended you by leave, that at all. We get to start partying, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a I'm in a good mood. We got a new bed after a decade and really? I, I'm sleeping well. Wow. Uh, so the lackluster is not from a lack of energy. I'm just like chill. Okay. So you got a new mattress, like a everything new. Uh, everything. Okay. Could not afford it. Bought it on credit. Yeah. Pay, paying it off. It's expensive. It's very expensive. Now, what do you look for in a mattress? Uh, I literally typed in mattresses for heavy people. Old people. Okay. No, heavy no. people. Oh, uh-huh. I, I was like, I, I, need, I needed a mattress that was good for heavy people, for snorers, and for uh, people with allergies, because that's me. Oh, uh-huh. And they were like three. So it really narrowed nice. down. Like, yes. <laughs> like, and uh, we, we picked one. We got uh, a sleep number. Yeah. And it's very nice. Yay. We didn't realize it, but they're just... Remember like uh, water beds? 
<laughs> yes, all the rage in the 80s. Yeah, you know, so uh, there's there's earth, wind, fire, and air, like the main elements, right? I've okay. slept on an earth bed. That's just outside. I've done that. Sure. I would not recommend it. <laughs> Wa- water beds, pretty nice when you're a kid. Like yeah. I, I think it would pop if I went on Super a water bed Super impractical. Fire bed? No, thank you. Yeah. A sleepover is an air mat. It's an air mattress. Uh huh. It's like a mattress mattress with air that comes yeah. into it. It's very intriguing. Seems like a lot could go wrong, but I mean, it's. I think they've perfected their technology. It's re- all I really wanted was to be able to sleep, but there's like, yeah. it tells me how much how fast my heart's going at night. Like, how do you Whoa. know this? Um, wow! It tells me how many breaths I take. I'm like uh, it. I mean, everyone has my information that you can just steal from me apparently sleeping now, but I don't care because yeah. that mattress that we had was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I weigh a lot and the bed didn't hold a lot. I was essentially sleeping on like the pieces of wood that we had between the mattress and the, uh, and the, uh, not, no, I went back, essentially earth again. <laughs> <Right. like that. laughs> so I don't know. I'm doing well. Um, and you're here. Yes. And you did Indeed. something that I honestly can't believe. Okay. You did homework for this show. I did. We, I assigned you this homework three months ago, and I, yeah. I honestly can't believe how quickly you accomplished it. Oh, this well, is you, not a yeah. diss at all that it took three months. I can't believe you did it. Period. No, I'm a, I'm a um, assignment tasker. Like I don't. I feel like I've gotten a bad reputation with you with homework. I don't know why because when you had all your hosts together, like I was the one that showed up prepared. Like I like an assignment mm-hmm. if. I like agree with the assignment and like think it's important. And yeah, that's yeah. the thing. No. <laughs> I know. So Asking like, you to do anything, you're like, nah, nah. I don't want people, to. People, <laughs> when I say that I'm a rule follower, people are like, um, no, you're not. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I am. If it's a rule that I agree with, then I will get mad when other, I, not only will I follow it, but I will be really upset if other people break it. I just have to agree with the rule. So anyways, I liked this assignment. This is a great assignment. It was a great assignment. So uh, just in case you forgot what happened three months ago, I think it was, it was probably three episodes ago with you. Uh, we were talking about this spiritual gifts assessment that has been mm-hmm. a, it's become a very big part of like what I'm doing. Like yeah. the, we do it at our foundations course, which people have heard about for a ton. It's essentially yeah. our 10 week course that we're doing here at our parish. We, we put it online on YouTube, youtube.com. So that's what Go watch the foundations thing. But essentially the, we have homework every night and the homework for like week one is really easy. It's like, here's the, the come Holy spirit prayer. It's like, whether you, whether you know this prayer or you've never heard it before, pray this. And the next week it's like, and then slowly over the course, it becomes like, it's legitimately like, I want you to pray this prayer one time before next week. Yeah. It legitimately takes 25 seconds, right? Yeah. And then over the course, they're mostly about five-minute tasks. But then there's this big task before the before the last night. The homework for the last night is to take the spiritual gifts assessment. Uh, we, we're also doing it at our, our men's and women's retreats that we've been promoting here. Um, we've done four men's retreats now. We're having our first women's retreat here in the fall. We also do this test as part of the retreat. And so I was talking to you about it and I, because it's just been on my mind and yeah. you're like, you hadn't taken it yet. And I was like, would you like to take it? You said yes. Sometime in the next three months. Yes. And you did it. Well, t- you know, t- you, you did it like an hour ago. What's funny is that <laughs> it's because you printed it off for me mm-hmm. and handed it to mm-hmm. me because you want to know what I have zero of. Uh, I know what I have zero of on the test. Yeah. Administration. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So if you printed it off and handed it to me and said, here you go, then I will get it done. So this comes from, uh, what's her name? It's the lady that, uh, Sherry Waddell. 
So okay. most people know Sherry Waddell more recently for her uh, Forming Intentional Disciples book. Like, if you've heard Catholics talk about discipleship in the last, like, five to eight years, it's because then that's what, of yeah. Sherry Waddell. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, a, yes, the word disciple's been around a long time, but this whole, like, movement towards discipleship and forming disciples pretty much comes from Sherry Waddell. Before she did that, so, like, when I was a kid, I remember this, like, called and gifted. Mm-hmm. It's, where this, it's where this test comes from. I remember, like... I think my mom took it. Like, I remember yeah. being a part of the parish, like, when I was a kid. Yeah. But I never took it then. I didn't take it till college. But it's kind of making a little comeback, even though it was kind of her first project in, like, the 80s, 90s, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, but it's because of it's, – it's very cool how it's connecting. Like, all these people are, like, going through the becoming disciples, and then they're like, well, now that we're disciples – Yeah. What, what what do we need to go how do, do we, right? Yeah. How, do, how do we get? And for some people, not you, it's like this is the first time that they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna say, what do I do with this? What are mm-hmm. my gifts? How do, where do mm-hmm. I fit in the church? How, how can I how can I uh, give back? And mm-hmm. clearly, you've been doing that for many years with speaking and podcasts and, and writing and all this kind of stuff. But um, even for people like you, for people like me, for people that are involved in the church or whatever, it's still cool to like see how it all fits together it's going to be cool for me to hear your answers i could Mm -hmm. probably guess three or four of them Mm -hmm. but maybe some were surprised so um that's background for the test we're going to get into your answers here in a second but i'm trying to think if there's anything else that people need to know i i think that it's it's obviously very useful because the last thing anyone wants to do is be like laboring and spinning their wheels doing something that isn't effective so or that you're just frankly not very good at you should leave that to someone else and so it's i appreciate anything that makes me more efficient as a person and chances are the things that you're gifted at or the things that you enjoyed doing anyway and because an enemy is a jerk we can so often tell ourselves that the things that we like are just self-indulgent oh I, i don't need to do that that's just me being you know i don't know um I don't, uh, that's just me wasting time or that's just me, um, spoiling myself or whatever. And when really what it is, is no, you enjoy that because that's what you're supposed to be doing. So I think anytime, um, we get validation in those areas, it helps us run our race just a little bit faster. Yeah, you're right. And like, cause like one of the things for me that this, I was not surprised by the things that I did get, but I was, uh, the the most eye-opening thing for me was the things that I wasn't good at Mm -hmm. that I was like doing for work. Right. 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 So like one of the big things for like youth ministry and like uh, I was a youth ministry missionary and I got very low on the missionary like uh, number. So essentially you take this test, you ask, answer, ask, answer these questions. And then it's like, here are your gifts. The highest numbers are typically the things that you're more gifted at the things that like God created you more naturally to 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 utilize these gifts i got bad at missionary and bad at evangelization yeah because it's like but where did i score high i scored high in knowledge and in teaching yeah and it's like i i had this thing where i kind of felt bad that i wasn't i i was surrounded by people who were great at evangelization like wanted to go people more like you that you're like i want to go meet people who aren't catholic who and and go go um like like bring them in right and like meet them where they are and like do the basic like proclamation of the gospel like here's who jesus is i'm like y'all go do that and bring them to me yes i'll teach them it's so awesome and then and then we'll we'll move on forward right and that's literally what happened at paris like we started i started doing um um 
Alpha, which which is the like, hey, this is the basic teaching of the gospel. Like people could come in and be like, I don't even think God exists. So like, okay, that's fine. And then we slowly kind of introduce like it's the evangelization piece. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, I can do that because of training. Right. Like because I've learned how to do it. Like but muscle memory. Right, yeah, but, yeah. It's like I can sing the song. Yeah. I can, you know, say so Jesus loves you. You know, like, but it's like that's not what I I didn't feel like my gifts were being utilized right. there. When so whenever they were like, hey, we go we went through Alpha. Now we want to where do we send them? They need to learn more about this faith that they're saying yes to. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Please, God, let me do it because yeah. I don't want to keep yeah. doing this, you know? Um, so it free because a lot of me felt bad of like, well, everybody should be evangelizing. Everybody right. should be right. And it's like, yes, but evangelization is this umbrella of like sharing the good news and then teaching and then forming people and disciples and walking with them. It's like, that's, that's more where I am. Yeah. Right. So it, it's like, yes, we all should be evangelizing, but like my main thing is more the teaching and not the evangelization. Here's an interesting thing. I don't know if this is TMI or any. Probably I, so, is. Uh, probably. <laughs> Sometimes I, not TMI, but just like, um, I don't know, like a corner of my mind that no one needs to care about. So, okay. Sometimes I think that if I really love something, everyone else does too. Mm-hmm. Like I love it because everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. And so then I feel bad that like I get to do it, but not everyone else gets to do it. And so I think it's fun to see other people's answers. And, you know, if I like, I mean, I don't, we, we need to go through like this and what all the things are, but if I like, you know, being on stage or having a microphone or leading a study or having people at my house, I'm like, that's because everyone likes being on stage and having a microphone and having people at their house and blah, blah, blah. Nope. And people are like, <laughs> No, please do that right, so yeah, that yeah. I don't have to. Right, exactly. I'm gonna, and so I just think that it's such a great way to witness a body, and that there is someone for everything. Like I feel so bad that I don't want to print the thing off and and give it to you, and that the truth is I probably just won't do it because for whatever reason it's hard for me. I'm not organized, and that other people are like, oh my gosh, this makes me so happy. Can I please organize your closet? And I'm like, you weirdo, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. please. It's <laughs> very funny. All right, let me see the list. We're going to go through the okay. whole list, and then we'll go through your answer. So I'm going to try to look at it without peeking. Okay. Oh, wait. So the whole list, the whole list, these are the possible gifts. Okay, of, of you're like, going to guess what I'm good at? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just going to tell everybody. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so here are the possible answers that people can get. Uh, yes. Administration, celibacy, craftsmanship, discernment of spirits, encouragement, evangel- evangelism, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, intercessory prayer, knowledge, leadership, mercy, missionary, music, pastoring, prophecy, service, teaching, voluntary poverty, wisdom, and writing. That's the whole list. Yes. And I- I've shared mine before, but now that we're revisiting, I'll share mine. But here's, this is the big yeah, moment. Yeah, I'd like to know yours. This is the the big the big moment we've all been waiting three months for. Uh, what? So typically we look at, every time you do this test, it's like you look at the top five. Five. So uh, it's it's not like, oh, I scored higher than you. You're all, it's all you scoring against yourself because you're the person that took the test, right? So right. You take the t- you take the test, you you add up your answers and your top 5. Do you have them in order from 5 to 1? Yes. Let's let's do what is your number 5 gift from the Lord? I would I kind of do you feel like you should guess them or is that boring? Should you guess what my 5 are? I I I would think uh, let me see the list without looking. I think I think you would have evangelization. I you think can't you, look at it I because think, well, I have to. 
I know. I think you would have evangel- evangelism, writing. I think um, prophecy. I think those are the main ones that pop out to me. Okay. Like Probably it. helps. Which is funny, in even in the paperwork for the thing, helps is like the person that fills in the holes and helps the, all the little mm, things get together. Yeah, yeah. The irony oh, is that there's a page right after this that explains what all the gifts are. Yeah. Helps is not listed. Someone with helps oh my gosh. needed to help this list. That's it's the only one that's missing. That it's is very so funny. funny. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's what I think you have. Okay. My, I, I gave you like three or four. Those are the ones that pop up to head. Uh-huh. My very highest one. So there were actually um, six top ones because I had- You're an overachiever. Because I had three 13s. So my highest score was a 15. The highest you can get is 15. Yeah. Okay. So I had a 15 mm-hmm. in one mm-hmm. that you didn't name. So that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had one 14 and then three 13s. Oh, yeah. So technically yeah. there were six. That's fine. That's okay. Fine. So um, my highest one was encouragement. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my number 14 was writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's what I would imagine would be number one. Primarily, I haven't engaged with much of your writing. Yeah. But it's the one you think that like not yeah. in like a prideful way, but I, I think yeah. it's the one if you looked at it, like you're very you're much higher on your writing than you are on your speaking. I think I'm higher on your speaking than your writing. Right. So it's one of those things that I've yeah, yeah, yeah. observed from being outside of your brain. Well, but I'm not surprised that it's However, and that's interesting, but but, uh, but a lot of the questions are arranged to say people have told you that, you right, know, and right. so it they kind of remove that a little bit. Uh, you know, what do you of think about? Thing. Yeah. But but I would imagine also that other people have complimented you on your writing cuz like I came into your life kind of as you were transitioning from mm-hmm. be, being only a writer mm-hmm. into more of mm-hmm. a like mm-hmm. a talker like, yeah. whether on like giving talks or podcasts or whatever um so i think that transition was kind of already happening yeah. and so yeah like i haven't read your book but i would imagine other people that read your book were like right. oh this is like you probably got as much compliments on that as you did some of your speaking sure. stuff yeah um okay and so so encouragement and then writing and then these i'm fascinated tied. by the encouragement one uh-huh I'm shocked in a similar way, but there's similarities. It's it's one of my top five. Hmm. And people are shocked by it. And I'm often shocked by it because <laughs> I'm sarcastic and I cut people down. Yeah. And I'm always <laughs> making jokes at people's expenses. But yes. what what I have... Um, so it is a little bit surprising. I'm a little bit surprised it's yours. Hmm. Because like most... Just thinking about it selfishly from my perspective, it's like I think most of your encouragement doesn't come directly from you. I get compliments about me that you have said to other people about oh, me. Oh, funny. <laughs> so like, yeah. I, not that I see you as discouraging, but yeah. I don't see it as like one of your top ones yeah. because it's less direct. I think you're probably more encouraging to- Other people it, besides you, Taylor. Right, <laughs> right. But I, 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 but it's, it is pretty funny because it's a similar thing with mine where it's like the people that I'm closest with if I have a relationship with you, I'm going to make fun of you way more than I'm going to make fun of somebody of course. I've met yeah. once. Right? Yeah. I'm going to be nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I <laughs> intentionally, like I thought this through, I did not bring how I marked myself because I'm like, this is kind of vulnerable and I am not going to be, I allow you to make fun of me in like certain situations, <laughs> right. but I'm not allowing him to make fun of me in this. I'm not going to let you make fun of like how I would have marked it, myself. It is really interesting. Both of us, I, and I, I don't know what other people, you know, I, I don't know what you're, I would imagine you're pretty encouraging of your kids. And that's most people are with kids. Like that's probably the people I'm most encouraging with is like my kids and the kids that coach and stuff. Um, 
But it's just, I think it's really interesting that you and I have that in common. Yeah. Where I think we are, yeah. we are, we are very encouraging, probably just not enough to each other. <laughs> one of my, honestly, one of my very favorite things to do is to sit down and like help people determine a path. You know, like it is like, here are the things that I think you're amazing at. Mm-hmm. Here are the things that I think that would, you know, fulfill you. So I think um, a, the second, well, okay, the second was writing, but um, the things that tied were evangelism. Um, that was not surprising. Wisdom and faith, which the faith one kind of surprised me. But I think, and, and not to like kind of secularize it or like despiritualize it, but I think that there is an element of optimism to my personality. Like, I just think this is going to work out, mm-hmm. you know, th- that you could name as faith. Or maybe I've just never seen it as faith. I don't know. That one surprised me. Faith is one of the ones in this that comes so naturally to the people that it is hard to see when other people don't have it. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I score very low on faith. Mm. It's because it's like this is it, it's harder for me to just I, I'm so it's harder for me to just believe that things are going to work out. Yeah. Because I've been beat down by so many things. Yeah. That thing. Um, I'm literally watching a show right now. The Bear. Incredible show. Uh, I've heard. It is, I've been told to watch that a million times. Like. Season one was yeah. was incredible. Season yeah. two is okay. like required television watching for everyone. Okay, I love it. Like, yes, I'm, I'm on and, it. And I'm one on of the it. themes of the second season is like things are better, but we're waiting for the next shoe to drop. Waiting for the next shoe to drop. Yeah. It's like things are like, and that's like that's how I feel all the time. Yeah. It's like even when things are good, I'm like, yeah, but when's the next shoe going to drop? When, when's that other thing going to happen? And so like, it drives me. Like it's a it's it, it's weird. It's like a good part of my personality because of the lacking. It's like it, it's what drives me to like keep right. working and, yeah. and, and and to like. Um, make things work out, but it can tend towards I'm relying on me and less than le- less right. than God. Like that, other people that are as involved in church stuff, it seems to come more naturally to them than to yeah. me. Um, so it's, it's yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised that you have that one. Mm-hmm. Or, I, or I'm not surprised that it's higher than me. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, I, that was pretty yeah. easy for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to know? Okay, so you, I love this. That you thought prophecy would be up there. Yeah, I, I think so. Essentially, I love what that. prophecy is, like most people that hear it, it's like it's not predicting the future, right? Mm-hmm. But it is hearing something from the Lord yeah. and saying this needs to be shared at yeah. this time, at this yeah. moment with this group of people. Yeah. So I, I think for me, um, so there's a lot of things that go into the gift of teaching and preaching. Like there's even a lot on this list. Like there's the wisdom, like the deep knowledge. There's knowledge of like just I know these things and I can I can share them. There's literally one called teaching. Um but um what was the one that we were talking about? The I was interested in the one you just mentioned. Prophecy. Prophecy, yeah. So essentially I think while you're good at a lot of aspects of speaking. I think the biggest thing of your speaking is it comes from like a depth mm-hmm. in your heart. Like it, yeah. it came from your internal prayer, your internal walk with God, and you're able to communicate that with other people. Mm-hmm. Like this is what the Lord is saying for yeah, this yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah. Where I think like I think I'm like pretty technically good at a lot of the other aspects of speaking. Yeah. But prophecy isn't a, a, a yeah. higher one for me. Yeah, yeah. Like mine, I think, can be a little bit more technical and like um this has worked in the past, so I'm going to do it again. Right. Where yeah. yours, I think you're you're probably a little bit more attuned to like yeah 
this is what's going on right now, and this is what this group of people need to hear. So this word isn't on this list, but I think that it's probably cl- most closely related to prophecy, which I thought I, I thought this word would be on this list, and I thought that I would score really, really high, and it's intuition. Like that, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, because I agree with everything you just said, and I would maybe name it. I would. N- I don't think of that as like prophecy, but the way that the questions are asked, it's a lot of determining. Um, a moment or like feeling a moment. And I, I feel really high in that, but what was actually higher than that? Um, oof, I had zero knowledge, by the way, like knowledge was like, really? Yeah. It's, it's, it, I, I don't have, which the is papers, interesting I mean, because of wisdom wisdom is so high. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that weird? And I think, I think that that actually kind of goes along with what I'm saying. Yes. Like, I agree. I, I think that like, I'm just com- like, cause both of us have spoke on a pretty high level and it's like, I think my, like one of the, I've always messed with you about your notes. Yeah. Like you always have your notes and I'm just like, just let it fly. Like you're, yeah. you're good at this. Right. But I never made the connection until just now that like you are trying to protect, like, this is something that I heard and I feel like needs to be communicated perfectly. Very clearly. Yeah. Where I, I am a little, I, knowledge is one of my top five mm-hmm. where I'm like, I've I got, know the this things. isn't coming from a yeah. depth of the thing. This is just right. like, it's just here. So like, I think I feel like it, I've been trying to explain that forever. I like, but that's a better way to say it yeah. all. Yeah. And and it's like, I, th- I could be wrong, but I think I might be a little bit better technical of a speaker than you are. Right. But yours can often hit harder because it comes because from the depth of, the, uh-huh. of that's of, yeah. Of, it's of, interesting. Of yeah. It's, it's interesting. All that goes into one thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, okay. So high in wisdom and like, uh, mediocre in prophecy, but I think together those two things coming together to make intuition is probably you know yeah. the, anyway. Um, it's and just then too secular of a word we couldn't have that on the. I know, right? Do you want to know what I really stink at? Oh, and helps and hospitality was were helps hospitality and teaching were and leadership were really close. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me like, at all. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that next. There's that next tier, right? Yeah, where it's like a lot of it comes from. Um, it's this kind of comp- it's like the com- the top five are typically like these are the gifts that God really gave you yeah. and that He like, really wants run. you to be using yeah. right. Mm-hmm. A lot of that next group, especially for people like you and I that have been working in ministry for a while, mm-hmm. it's like that next list might possibly be. This isn't my natural gifting, but I but people have said that I do this well, yeah, because I've had to do this, right, 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 had, right. yeah, I've exactly. I've had to be hospitable because you have seen that the Catholic Church is not as hospitable as like your Protestant church from your past, right? Interesting. You have had to help because you've seen that mm-hmm. there's been places in our community that need to yeah. be helped, right? So a, a lot of those is like, yes, there's some gift. Not saying that you're not gifted, there is some gifting there, but that second group is a lot of like, I've just been doing these. People have been saying yeah. that I've been doing them, but. Yeah. I really should be doing these. Well, top and five even with more. leadership, I would love to follow a good leader. If there isn't one, I'll do. I'll I'll try to be that. But I really I enjoy a great boss. You know, I'm a I'm a good employee if the boss is great. As so, long as the boss only tells me stuff that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> if by my determination you're doing a good job. Right, exactly. Um okay, so do you want to know the things that I have zero of? Sure. Um legitimately admin- zero? Like zero. Okay. Administration and celibacy. That doesn't surprise me at all. And craftsmanship. Uh, what uh, administration doesn't surprise me at all because we how we how we set this conversation up. Celibacy doesn't surprise me at all after what happened last episode. What was the other third one? Um, craftsmanship. Don't make me make anything. I don't want to make anything. So like stuff for the kids. It talks school, about you know? no. It ta- well, I mean, 
the way that the questions were asked in the test, it's like the things that I create are pleasing to me. Like, and it's, it sounds like it's pretty physical, you know, like the things that I create like with my hands. I I guess I'm like one of the things I scored very low on that one too. And because it's an older test, it was before like the digital age. Like you literally create stuff that gets millions of views on TikTok, right? So I, I, I think. Oh, interesting. I think that's. I think that is like I'm constantly creating things like podcast videos, digital stuff. Yeah, and I got huh. a zero or a one. I yeah. think on that. So the test um, just needs to be updated. I, a little I, bit. I, I think yeah, it's it's just because it's an older test. Interesting. So that that's like the one part of this test that I think didn't come with the times. Yeah. Everything else is like. Literally timeless. But like any knowledge, success, wisdom, prophecy, those are timeless. <laughs> right, right, right. Any success, though, in social media realms has always been about the the prophecy, intuition, wisdom thing. Because right. it's being able to kind of guess what's going to hit with mm-hmm. people. Um, and that's what I don't have. I know technically how to do it. I just don't know how to go viral because no one cares what I have to say. <laughs> um, and then I had zero music. Dogs howl, oh, babies cry. Yeah, that one doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> That's one of my 15s. <laughs> um, and then but another like really low but not um, abysmal was healing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what do you think my top five are? I told you a couple. Um, so this this is more of a test of if you've been paying attention. Than um, okay, so I think, oh, 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 you know what I was really high at? Was a mercy um so very ironic that i asked you a question about me and then you said actually let me tell you how merciful just, i am just a moment <laughs> just a moment more me more me um okay i think that you are oh discernment of spirits that's interesting okay sorry um i forgot that one was on there um i think that you are probably pretty high in teaching yep that's a 15 knowledge yeah it's a 14 or 15 yep um teaching knowledge people are is, yelling is at pastoring right up there yeah it's the number one that like um whenever i took this test again more recently it's it is the thing that i was uh, whenever COVID hit because i was pastoring youth i was pastoring youth ministers and then COVID hit and i just started doing the work that i'm doing now yeah and pastoring was gone I had nobody that I was walking with because my whole life changed. Yeah. And that's why things like foundations have been so life-giving to my right. own faith. Because right. I'm finally using this pastoring gift right. again. Okay. And then I've got music. Yep. Helps. No, absolutely not. No helps. No. Okay. And I told you the fifth one. You've got four. I told you the fifth one already in this conversation. It's one of yours. It's the surprising one. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I encourage you. I, I reject like, that. You're an old woman. <laughs> it, that was that was like the biggest revelation for me. I think, well, the two big ones, one that I already talked about, it's like just how this all fits together. Yeah. Like how, like, it was cool to see literally in a room of people, like we're just two people talking about how like we have some in common, which is probably why we click. We have some uh, very much different, which is probably why uh, we've argued in the past. And we also have some in the middle that are just like, Oh, that's cool that you you have that one. That's yeah. cool that you know, kind of fills a, a hole that I have or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing was that um, it was a, it was kind of a, um, kind of a shot in the arm of like maybe you should be a little bit more encouraging 
because like yeah. God's giving this gift, yeah. maybe you're not utilizing oh, it to the full good. to the fullness yeah. of its of its like ability. But at the same time, it was it was I did this in a group of people, and uh, when I took it again, I took it in college, and I took it again, you know, eight years later, and somebody in the room, one of my really good friends who I love, um, just because he knew me and had insight, he was like, "You make fun of me at any moment." But this is when we worked together and I was his, I was his supervisor, his, his mentor. And he's like, but anytime I've had a problem with life, work, whatever, you're the first person I go mm-hmm. to. And it's like, mm-hmm. it was that I'm very encouraging in yeah. the moments that people need it. And then whenever we're in a playful time where you don't need it, I'm going to mess with you a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. And I think about that with coaching too. It's like, yeah, I, can be, right. I can come off as very mean in coaching at, at times. I mm-hmm. think overall I'm not, but like I can come off as mean at times because it's like, I'm what I'm actually doing is encouraging you to be better. Yes. Even if it sounds like I'm even if, putting you down or whatever. Right. So right. Um, that was just interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Glad you made me do it. I'm I honestly just shocked that you did it. <laughs> I am um, appreciative of your leadership. You're welcome. Are you not, is leadership on yours? Uh, it's like, it's like the, that next the year. The next, uh-huh. next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I would much rather pastor than be a leader. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's kind of the dif- the differentiator there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Those are more similar than I would have thought. Yeah. Or yeah. than I, yeah. I think it's just, it's so linked in our church. Like we typically think of like our priests are literally the pastors, like they're literally yeah. the pastoral leadership. And they're also the people that we look to as leaders. And there can be a little bit of difference, right? Like I've been a big proponent of like on the business stuff, like, Every parish should have a business person. That's like the business leader. Yeah. So the priest can be yeah. the pa- more the right, pastor. Right, 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 right. Yes, yeah. It's um, good. But, okay, uh, get your list out again. I have one more question about this. That was really interesting for me. So okay. uh, some of my lowest ones. Yes. Um, one of my lowest ones, we already talked about faith. Um, intercessory prayer was like a one for me. Yeah. Um, and I think those those two in particular, maybe even celibacy, like these things that seem to come easy for other people. Was it has been like a little bit more difficult for me? Um, the holiest people, like when I see holiness, yeah, it is people who have what I lack completely. Right, like isn't that interesting? I think of holiness, even like even now. I mean, even revisiting this, I'm like, I still think this. I've tried to get over it, but I'm I still kind of struggle with it. If people are good at praying for other people, somebody asks you to pray for them and then they pray for them. Like it's become a running joke on the show. It's like I, every time I say that I'm bad at intercessory prayer, I get like 40 prayer requests from people that listen, you know? Uh, and then I'm like, okay, I'll pray for you. Fine. But um, I'm bad at that. And I, especially the, um, I said intercessory prayer and faith. Like I feel completely unholy. Yeah. Because the holiest people in my life right. are have a ton of faith and are great at intercessory prayer and seem to have this great relationship with like intimate relationship with Jesus where I'm more like, I don't know, you gave me the gifts where I'm like, Oh, I work for you. You know, so I'm yeah. going to go work for you. So, um, which ones on here that you lack in, like, do you, do you have a similar thing? Yeah. Or am I just crazy? Yeah, no, I, I think that it's a really interesting point because anything that, because I'm just me, you know, I'm definitely like not dazzled by myself in any way so any sort of like opposite (laughs) but the opposite (laughs) of me is what I'm kind of like I've always wanted this like sweet gentle spirit and um so for me there's like a meekness yeah and um a servanthood a softness and so um a, a poverty even um somebody who is 
just constantly giving things away, doesn't need very much. Um, the the prayer, prayer is hard for me, like being still right. and actually doing something. So it's a stillness, it's a poverty, um, it's a servanthood in a way that I might serve people, but I don't, see, because it's so fun for me, I don't see it as service because right. we all think that holiness is supposed to be drudgery. Right, right. And it's such a lie. It's such a lie from an enemy. Holiness is freedom. And I think that our biggest like hang up with, or not hang up with these, but like the potential danger of stuff like this is, is taking something and seeing what you're good at and then seeing what you're bad at and looking at the things that you're really bad at and being like, oh, that's not me. I don't have to do that. You right. know, as opposed to, I loved what you said about, oh, this, this showed up as a gifting of mine and maybe I'm not leaning into that enough. I'm going to use this as a call to be better, to do more. And so I love that. Like just because I had to like cross it off because I got a zero doesn't mean that it's not important. Right, I can right, still right. try to imitate it. I can still try to learn from those people that I do look at as, I mean, as to me, like Meg Hunter Kilmer is just like living life right, man. You know, there is, and so she's holy in a different way a hobo than driving me. driving a car from place to place, yes. taking where, wherever the Lord guides her. The way that that woman <laughs> prays for me is just so inspirational. And so that doesn't mean- Oh, you're tearing that, up. It's very sweet. What? You're tearing up. It's very oh. sweet. Your eyes are very shiny. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like this mid, the missionary thing yeah. that you were talking about. Um, so I was anyways. a professional missionary and I got like a one on missionary. It cracks me up. <laughs> it cracks me up so much. So anyways, I just, I just think that there's good balance to being able to look at things that we see as holy, not completely dismiss ourselves because it's not us, but then not discount it either because it's not us. Right. You know, th yeah. there is just the yeah. balance. It, it's cool. It's like, and it's like, yes, I should be praying more. I should be trying to grow in faith, but like how God created me, if my, if my life, if I'm living holiness, it's when I'm using these gifts of knowledge and teaching and music and encouragement. And like, that, right. that's what holiness looks like for me. And holiness is going to look different for me. Like, just look at our saints. We had some saints who were, yeah. who had, yes. you know, uh, uh, like St. Jerome is a saint who's grumpy and said mean things to people. It's like, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, right. like, oh right. But when there's other ones who are like, you know, Teresa Lassoo, I cannot. Right. There's nothing about her that right. is the same to, as me, yes. except the fact that we went to the same church. Like there's, there's nothing else that we yeah. have in common. Yeah. You know? uh, but we all like every, you can look at us at pick any saint and they have a different top five yeah. combination. Yeah. So um, good. I'm glad you did it. This yeah. was fun. Thanks. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A year ago, we started our Forte Catholic Renew retreats, and we have done four men's retreats already. We have two more coming up this fall, and we have our first ever women's retreat run by my wife. We're very excited about this. These retreats, uh, how we how we pitch them is that they are 50-50 retreat and hanging out, hanging out with other Catholic men or women, uh, you know, respectively. Uh, so... We are hosting these in Southern Louisiana in Hackbear, this beautiful 4,000 uh, square foot house, almost said 4,000 acre house. That'd be huge. Uh, 4,000 square foot house. It is lovely. Uh, so especially if you're in the like Texas, Louisiana area and want to come on retreat with us, even if you're from far away, we have worked out before where people fly in and we come pick them up from the airport. We would love to have you guys on retreat with us. Uh, we have one coming up in August. 
uh, for the men, August 24th through 27th. We have another one for the men, October 26th through 29th. And for the women's one, we just had to move the dates, but this, it's September 28th through October 1st. So if you were interested in joining us, uh, you can check out more at ForteCatholic.com or just shoot me an email, text message, uh, respond to the show, whatever. We'd love to get you guys on a retreat with us. They've been, they've been an absolute blast and they've been, uh, I think, helping people kind of get away and kind of re- get re-in touch with, with God and have a good time doing it. So uh, let us know fortecatholic.com slash retreats. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll and I'm here with Nick Sens because of something that we uh, happened upon together on Twitter. And by together, I mean, I did one thing and then he spent hours doing a lot of work and now we're going to talk about it. What's up, Nick? How's it going? Uh, pretty good. I we, we had this whole thing before we, we started recording. I feel like I know both you and your wife and apparently it's just completely unfounded like we've never met we've only interacted on the internet but i feel like, yeah i just feel familiar with both of you and it feels like i'm talking to an old friend that i've never <laughs> talked to before <laughs> well i'm i'm honored for that i get that all the time people say to me i know someone that looks just like you or different things like that go figure yeah that's very funny so yeah. uh we've been following each other on on twitter for quite some time uh and just the other day uh, you said I try not to comment on things I'm not informed about. That's why I basic like that's why I'm basically a Catholicism and NBA account because as is often to happen on Twitter or anywhere on the internet, people become uh, they think they have a master's degree in whatever the topic of the day is, right? right. <laughs> and this was one of those particular days where everyone not there they were a, a, they had a master's degree in the topic and then the topic changed and somehow they had a doctorate in the next topic. You know? right. <laughs> So I liked the simplicity of you're like, I know Catholicism and I know NBA. So I replied and I said, please give me a list comparing NBA legends uh, or stars to saints, like to Catholic saints. Like, like, let's let's use this right. weird combination of uh, of expertise that you actually do have. And I I was joking. I was actually like, you you work at a parish. I uh, used to work at this parish. And now I just kind of, I'm still running a ministry at the parish. I was actually, while this, Twitter exchange was going on, running a minute. Like, I, we had this interaction. I went and ran my parish thing, and then I came back to – you had been doing this for hours. You have been comparing Catholic saints to NBA superstars, and I couldn't have been more happy about it. You had no idea what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't. So um, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give one example. This was your first example, and this is where I was hooked. Uh, you said St. Thomas Aquinas. So here's what we're doing. We're taking Catholic saints and maybe you're listening to this and you know a lot about Catholic saints, uh, but not a bunch about the NBA. You're going to learn a lot about NBA players today, but maybe you're like most normal human beings and you know more about NBA players than saints. And like me, you're going to learn a little bit about these saints uh, because I've uh, told people here forever that uh, my biggest like gap in my knowledge of Catholicism is the saints. Uh, just, I, th- I think it's because like I grew up Catholic, but I kind of had my conversion in a lot of Protestant circles and they don't talk about the saints much. So <laughs> it was never like a super highlight, but I love this. This is going to get me into the saints. So your All first right. one, you were comparing St. Thomas Aquinas to who and why? To uh, Nikola Jokic, right? This was the first one that popped in my mind when you issued this challenge, right? So I remembered uh, Jokic in this interview he had with Malik Andrews uh, after winning the championship this year. He said, don't bet against the fat boy. (laughs) This is Jokic. I didn't realize that was a real quote. I thought that was your quote. (laughs) No, no. He said this. He's he's got a great, he's got this great, you know, Serbian sense of humor, right? So 
Um, he was like a chubby kid growing up. He's, you know, drafted 41st famously during a Taco Bell commercial. Bong. Right. He's <laughs> thank you. I thought the Undertaker was coming in for me. Confused for a sec. Right. So how often does that happen to you that, that that's what you were worried about? <laughs> another subject for another day. <laughs> So Thomas Aquinas, right, famously, he shows up to the University of Paris as a young Dominican student brother, and he gets nicknamed the dumb ox because he never speaks in class, and he's kind of a big feller. Now, the, feller. You know, it depends on who you ask. Some icons you'll see of, of Aquinas, he's a somewhat portly fellow. If you ask Dominicans, they talk about him like he's Brock Lesnar or something, right? They're like, <laughs> oh, you know, he would, there were stories of him picking up an ox cart when the ox broke his leg, and, you know, he was built either way. So Aquinas people have that same confusion about me. They're like, is he strong or fat? We're not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. So both Aquinas and Jokic, right, they're a little underrated in, in their early days, right? But as Aquinas's teacher, St. Albert the Great, said, This dumb ox is gonna bellow so loudly someday the whole world will hear. And likewise with Jokic, right? He is drafted in the middle of the second round two-time MVP, now NBA champion. So, uh, right, as Jokic said, don't bet against the fat boy, right? We can underestimate people sometimes. Yeah. Who 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 said that about the Dumbox? Who said that he was going to bellow so loudly? Oh, uh, St. Albert the Great, who was a really? teacher there at, at Paris. Mm -hmm. No way. So so he was, so he got the, I never heard that part of the story. So I heard the Dumbox thing because I've been called that multiple times. And I'm, again, not sure whether to take it as a diss because they think I'm a Dumbox or a compliment because mm -hmm. I'm more like St. Thomas Aquinas than people want to give me credit for. Uh, I, I, I was just never sure. But I didn't realize that like somebody saw it in him. That's really cool. That's a cool, mm -hmm. a cool little yeah. addition to the story for me. Yeah. Uh, you and I continued our, our, our Jokic conversation uh, a few days later. Uh, I think he's in, incredible. Like, I acknowledge that he's a superstar. The Houston kid in me is reminded a lot of Tim Duncan. Like, I hated Tim mm -hmm. Duncan because I was a Houston kid and San Antonio mm -hmm. was right down the road. They were our rivals. Um, and, like, the incredibly fundamental, great, great at basketball, great basketball player, just boring. And I didn't really like him. I don't have the not liking him thing with Jokic. I just think he's really boring. Like he's just a large white man, which isn't the most exhilarating of basketball players, but he's so incredibly talented. And I think a little part of me is like, I, I, I have no ill will towards him. Like I did for Tim Duncan. Uh, mm -hmm. But like, I, I was really rooting for Miami. So I think there's a little bit of part of me that like, I mean, I did not like him, but I did root against him for a week or whatever. So it, it didn't last very long. It wasn't a full two weeks that I was rooting against him. <laughs> he is one of the best passers ever. Like when I'm having a rough day, I'll just pull a video of Jokic throwing alley-oops to Aaron Gordon for like 10 minutes. It's like a, it's like a weighted blanket for your eyes. You know, it's, it's beautiful. I also pull up Aaron Gordon uh, highlights, but just, that's because that's the kind of player that I like. Although he's not as great as Jokic, but um, okay. So that's that's our first one. I mean, you went on like how do you know how many of these you did? And look, like at least thirty or forty, huh? I, I lost count. You know. <laughs> All right, so let's do some of your favorites. We'll, we'll, we can go through it here in a little bit. But, uh, sure. you know, people are learning a little bit about the NBA. Mm. I'm learning. I, I mean, I already learned about the St. Albert the Great. I had no idea who had any connection to, to Thomas Aquinas. But, uh, um, oh, that, that's the other thing I was going to say. The, the, yeah. the, the other connection that I have with Jokic, how I said, like, he's great, but, like, I wasn't super into him. Like, I feel pretty similar with St. Thomas Aquinas. It's like... Okay. 
I, I feel like the really smart people in my life are the people that like him. But ironic, so I, I've never like re- read the Summa, and I know like every you know trad that there's been a thing about podcasts recently that everybody has books behind them. I don't have books. This is just a wall that has uh, any layer of anything I want behind it. You know, uh, so I'm not really a Aquinas person, but I actually. Ended up reading an article by Aquinas yesterday because I got asked a very random question about the mass, and the only answer came from Aquinas. So there, there's a we've opened the door a little bit, maybe to my Jokic and my Aquinas love. So, there you go. Uh, what are some of your other favorite connections that you made? Okay, uh, I really like the one. Um, so we have Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, right? Start off as rivals, come to the NBA at the same time, um, but they actually develop a friendship over over time. I compare that to St. Dominic and St. Francis, right? So similarly, both starting these new religious orders um, you know, around the same time, kind of in a similar way to how the NBA was in a, in a bad way in the 70s. You know, there's drug problems all over the place in the league and the league's kind of in chaos and Larry and Magic really helped to save the league in a lot of ways. Kind of similarly, um, the, the birth of these new mendicant orders, the Franciscans and the Dominicans, really leads to this flourishing of the life of the church in the 1200s. Um, and Dominic and Francis kind of famously, they're, they're held up together, you know. Dominicans and Franciscans actually still today, they will refer to each other's founder as Holy Father such and such, right? So oh, that's Franciscans so Franciscans cool. will call Dominic Holy Father Dominic and, and likewise um, so even though they're still sometimes kind of rivals, you know, the, the Franciscan school of theology, the Dominican school of theology, they still have this great respect for each other. Even as, you know, Celtics and Lakers fans, there's still this <laughs> begrudging, you know, like someone like Bill Simmons, you know, who's the diehard Celtics fan. He he loves Magic Johnson and has a like great reverence for him right? Um, and, you know, vice versa. So I, I thought that was an interesting parallel. I remember seeing this one and I was like, I like it was the first one that was like a duo for a duo. And I thought, I mean, I think I think it's perfect for like the the two of them kind of starting together and like kind of saving saving the league and like, I mean, kind of saving the church, like the, like the whole both of them at a time where reform was needed and both of them brought about reform. And I, I think it's one thing I didn't think about when I was just reading the tweet. And now I'm trying to see is which one's which. And I don't know if you even intended to say which one's which, oh, but no. it's 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 funny for me because the only correlation that I have on either side is that growing up, I was a huge Larry Bird fan because I was the only person who looked like Larry Bird on almost every basketball court that I was on. So I got called Larry Bird or Dirk almost every, everywhere that I went. But the older I got, the more I started watching magic. And I was like, as I kind of like... I actually started appreciating magic a little bit more. Similar, mm. Similarly, that's a hard word for me. Uh, I um, I kind of grew up like I, I like everybody else my age. I had a big conversion at a Franciscan Steubenville conference. So there's a, bit, a lot of Franciscan connection. But then as I've gotten older, I like the preaching a little bit more. So I'm starting to kind of turn over to the Dominicans a little bit. So whether you meant for there to be a one-to-one corollary, I have gone from one side to the other over the course of my life on both <laughs> ends of those spectrums. <laughs> well, that's funny. See, I went to a Dominican graduate school, so I'm, you know, very well-versed in that. And I, for a time, I kind of turned my nose up to the Franciscan school, like, ah, cotton candy. <laughs> and then, you know, I was doing another project and started reading more Bonaventure and thought, this is great. What if I've been ignoring this for all of my life so yeah it's, it's funny right you have kind of these two poles that you can go back and forth between 
Yeah, I like Bonaventure because he's the patron saint of stomach issues, and I have those a lot because of the old uh, St. Thomas Aquinas tummy. Thanks. <laughs> There's something for everything, right? Exactly, go. exactly. Uh, all right, let's do let's do let's do the next one. What else you got? All right. Um, now, even though he's not a saint or origin, the great biblical scholar of Alexandria. Oh, yeah. um, no, I mean when Pope Benedict did his series of catecheses on the church fathers he threw origin in there because you have to right he he invented the the whole notion of the spiritual sense of scripture right everybody followed him in in what he did you no know, on on afterwards everyone's approach to scripture follows how origin um approached scripture i compare him to dr j right the whole oh, above the rim approach, yeah right like when People our age, we kind of looked at Michael Jordan as kind of the OG. Right. Who is Jordan C is the OG? He's like, he, Dr. J was his idol, right? Everyone wanted to play above the rim, right? Like, like Dr. J did. So I um, thought that was a kind of interesting parallel. I like that one a lot. I was trying to find, I know that I quote origin in one of my talks and I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, which one it was. So I was trying to find it, but I, I, I like origin. He's, you know, like when we look at the church fathers, he was one of the most more one of the more prolific writers like we have a lot of his writings and mm -hmm. like the whole reason he's not a saint is there was some things it, it's it's one of those things that uh you know how like people it's just like the early precursor to canceling somebody for something they tweeted in 2004 you know it's like origin wrote all this good stuff and then he wrote some things that we now know are heretical but nobody knew it at the time because we didn't have <laughs> two thousand years of theology and writings and, right. and church like he, he was there at the cusp so i i actually appreciate the dr j comparison because you know uh he, he brought some new things to the league you know they uh him and many other people, they literally made rules in the NBA to, to stop people like that. So right. uh, I, I like that a lot. It's a very good comparison. Good old Origin. I, I like Origin getting some love because I quote him on purpose. I, I don't know why I can't think of his quote that I use pretty often, but I quote him on purpose because I, I like him because there's kind of that rebel. It's like, I'm Catholic, but also kind of on the outside, you know? <laughs> right. Right. I know he writes his book on first principles basically aimed towards the Gnostic heretics who had this whole like alternate cosmology, like a multiverse thing going on. It's weird. And so he says, you know, I'm going to take your stuff. I'm going to twist it around. I'm going to try to actually bring it back into a more orthodox key. But yeah, he wasn't afraid to do, do things like that. And Dr. J like, yeah, I was on from the free throw line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now I know why Origin isn't considered a saint because he dealt with the multiverse. And anybody that's been watching Marvel knows that the multiverse is not a thing that you want to mess with because it ruins everything. <laughs> True. True. All right, let's do, a, let's do a couple more. Let's do a few more of your favorites. Yeah, some of these I think might require a little explanation, right? So I said St. Cyril of Alexandria, compare him to John Stockton. right? Okay, and I know nothing knows... about Cyril of Alexandria. So I know John Stockton, the assist, the assist right. king, another white right. person that I was compared to every now and then. So why St. <laughs> Cyril of Alexandria? See, both of them, I said, know how to use a crafty move to win, right? So Stockton <laughs> was sometimes called the dirty player. Ah. Right? Now, he he would just do little things like, uh, I remember one time, old John Stockton playing against young Jason Williams, white chocolate. And Stockton, you know, he just kind of holds his arm out there, his off arm enough to kind of put it in where Williams would grab it, trying to get around him, and, like pick up the foul call. 
uh, I remember this is like you know 25 years ago, but I remember the announcer saying, "Crafty veteran move." Hey, kid, grab my arm. Thank you very much. <laughs> so Cyril of Alexandria is um, church father. Right, he's he's present there at the. Um, oh gosh, now I'm going to get this wrong. It's a recording for everyone uh, <laughs> at the Council of Ephesus in in 431. Right, so he is responding to great pull. By the uh, way, this, to like doubt yourself yeah. and then get the correct year and location—that's I mean, that's great. That oh, was I awesome. Sure, I sure <laughs> hope so. Right, so he's, he is responding to Nestorius, right? Nestorius, and he had exchanged these letters. Nestorius was denying the title "Mother of God" to Mary, saying that Mary oh, did not give very birth timely. To God. This is what's going on on Twitter right now. Very timely. Right? <laughs> There's the whole anti-Mary stuff going around right now, right? Yeah. Uh, but Nestorius had said, I will not call her the mother of God. She gave birth to the humanity of Jesus, which then was joined to the divinity. So he's splitting Jesus into two, as if he were two persons kind of glued together. And Cyril fought back against this. Now, they call a church council to uh, to settle this dispute. Uh, one group of bishops kind of gets together and then tries to hold their own council. The, the Pope knocks that down. Cyril gets his team together first and almost kind of holds the council before the rest of the group gets there and kind of lays everything out says all right here's what we need to do here's the truth of things oh thanks for showing up now guys we've already done it thanks very much right crafty, crafty veteran, veteran move. Move. <laughs> that's awesome i love that that I mean and, and that's one of the reasons that i love this is like whenever you're doing the first few it's like okay this is a player i'm very familiar with and a saint i'm not familiar with i like i might have heard that story i don't know 20 years ago but i i, I don't know so this, this is very good it's bringing up a lot of uh new saints for me which i enjoy and this like you don't understand what you've unlocked for me. Like now, every time I look at a saint that I don't know anything about, I'm going to be like, are they more like Carmelo Anthony or more like LeBron James? I'm not really sure. here. <laughs> I couldn't come up with a good LeBron one. I was batting it around back. And Who's forth. the greatest know. saint of all time. <laughs> now we're going to get in the whole LeBron MJ. Yeah, exactly. My position there is that Jordan's the greatest player, but LeBron's the best player. Cause when you look at the all around skill set, Right. LeBron's a better passer than Jordan would. He's a better rebounder, I'd say, than Jordan was. If you look at the various different skills, say LeBron is the more skilled player. He's the best basketball player. But when it comes to dominance, right, then then MJ's got him. So that was that was a tough one. I I, I almost I went with Augustine for for the goat. Right. Augustine's Jordan because he's the goat. Right. Um, and, And ironically enough, with Augustine, he's a little bit different. Augustine, we know famously, was got a, a lot of sin and debauchery and then became great. Jordan did the opposite. He became great and then retired and went and got a bunch of sin and debauchery. <laughs> it's like the whole conspiracy theory that he didn't actually retire, but he was like uh, pseudo suspended by the league for, for, for gambling issues or things like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Okay, let's do one more. We got to do one more, and then we'll head out of here. One, what are your other favorites? Uh, so hard to choose. Okay, I'm going. Wait, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. If you have a lot that you like, let's just list four or five that you really like. Don't explain them at all, and then end with one that you're explaining. <laughs> all right. Uh, I like Cyril and Methodius, St. Cyril Methodius, comparing them to Arvidas Sabonis and Saronis Marcellonis. Look those up. Hard to say. Uh, St. Patrick and Kobe Bryant, Mamba mentality. That's all you there need you to go. say. Right? There you go. 
Uh, Andre Bassett and uh, Pistol Pete Maravich, miracle workers. Right? Uh, St. Christopher and Wilt Chamberlain. The more stories I hear about them, the less sure I am that they're actually real. This one got me because my oldest son is named Christopher. My Because that was my confirmation saint. And mm -hmm. this one hurt just a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, no uh, harm intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, St. Nicholas and Draymond Green, they both get a little punchy at times. They do. They do. I'm 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 much more of a fan of St. Nicholas than I am Draymond Green, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh I, I compare, you know, there are a lot of groups of martyrs that they'll pick one and then say and companions, right? Mm -hmm. Like um St. Charles Luanga and companions. Right. Right. So I compare that to like the other guys on the 96 Bulls, right? Luke Longley, <laughs> Tony Kukoc, Steve Kerr, Judd Butchler, they are the and companions. Yeah. The way they years. got carried to uh, multiple championships is the only way I'm going to get carried to heaven is by being right. one of those and companions <laughs> with some holy person around me in my right. life. <laughs> right. I think the last one I'll mention here is St. Jerome and Charles Barkley. Right. Barkley famously says, I am not a role model. <laughs> and I think St. Jerome is that saint that people always point to to say, hey, we have grouchy saints. We have sharp tongued saints. Right. <laughs> we have saints who, if they had to go through the modern canonization process and that whole, um, you know, model, what is the phrase that they use? Um, heroic virtue. Right. right. A model of heroic <laughs> virtue. Maybe not Jerome's strongest point. I mean, point. to be fair with Jerome, when he had virtue, it seemed even more heroic. So, I mean. <laughs> Your point. I, Your dude, point. I love, I, I love uh, Charles Barkley. And it's a great place to end because of where we started and talking about my, my Houston and San Antonio rivalry. He said, he said a lot of mean things about San Antonio. So uh, it's a great, great place to end. This was so much fun. I love this so much. I, I Honestly, we could do a whole show with all these. All these ones that you saw, you, we can, uh, if you want, you will, uh, we'll retweet it and stuff whenever the show comes out, but this was about a week ago or whatever. Um, uh, so you can go follow Nick sense and it's just your name and I C K S E N Z over on Twitter. If you only want to hear about Catholicism and the NBA and it's, it's funny ever since we had this interaction, you've been like popping up more and more in my feed and I've been appreciating more and more how all you tweet about is Catholicism and the NBA. So I try to stay consistent. <laughs> you've picked a two lane road and you're just sticking on it you like swerve into one lane and then the other so nick this was great thanks so much for doing that i i could not imagine that it was going to go this well when i sent out one just like offhand tweet <laughs> hoping i'd get something out of it and i got way more than i expected it was awesome thanks a lot i appreciate it you know i appreciate the invite thank you absolutely all right guys well, don't go anywhere we'll be right back a few years ago, Fort the Catholic became a nonprofit organization, and we have been living off of the generosity of donors, uh, like just people just like you, uh, ever since that we began. Recently, we've had a few people kind of run into some financial, uh, you know, rough times or whatever, and they've had to stop giving. So we are in a place where we are needing some more monthly donations. Uh, people have set up. Uh, $5 a month, $20 a month, $100 a month, $50 a month, $250 a month. We have people that run the gamut of donations. Our monthly donors are really uh, like the bedrock of why we're able to do what we do to create these podcasts, create videos, to uh, travel and speak and lead worship and all that stuff. Um, our primary income is through the generous support of people who listen to the show and enjoy it, family, friends, that sort of thing. So if you are in a place where you have a little bit extra cash and you want to tithe towards uh, something Catholic, 
Uh, you can do so at fortecatholic.com slash donate. It's really easy to set up. It's on PayPal. You can use a, um, you can do a one-time donation or you can join that monthly support group. We'd really, really appreciate it. So we can continue doing the work that we are doing. Uh, we're very, very happy to be doing what we're doing. And we just need your help uh, to make ends meet. We've, we've lost a couple, uh, like 100 to $300, about $300 a month in monthly donors in the last couple of months. So uh, we could really use your help to, to bridge that gap. Fortecatholic.com slash donate. Thank you guys so much and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. That is Allison Sullivan back in the saddle. Uh, I have been, not only did you do your homework for this episode, yes. but I have been feeling over the last couple of months where it was just like, I think it was a balance between we were all busy, like me and all the co-hosts were busy, Yeah, where it was like there was less, um, it seemed like there were less ideas coming from the co-hosts hmm. and a lot more of me talking. Hmm. And it was like this thing of like where I'm having, it was this weird, it had kind of happened naturally. I was like, I was talking more because I was thinking up of more topics that like maybe the co-host didn't connect with as yeah. much. So I was like, I found myself talking too much. But then I had this idea of like, I'm also the one preparing. So I had this idea. That will solve one of those problems, but not the other. I'm not in charge of today's show at all. You let it with your with your test taking. You're also just going to ask me a bunch of random questions, which will not solve the problem of me talking too much. Right. But it will solve the problem of I didn't prepare anything. And I. Th you don't like being surprised on the show, so I'm giving you a chance to surprise me on the show. Awesome. I have no idea what you're about to ask me. Okay, great. So every now and then. On my own show, I think it's really fun. I'm wearing the shirt right now for Yay. those of you watching on. I, I love wearing the shirt in public. I, I'm sure. I'm a 6'2", bald-bearded, 280-pound yes. white man wearing a shirt that says Sinner Saint Sister. People look at me like, what? Hmm. I'm not going to ask. And I'm like, good. You good. should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Google it. It does um, the opposite of promoting your show. No <laughs> one hears about your show because no one asks me about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so every now and then, I think it's fun to kind of introduce a guest um, per season. I, I'm like maybe try to do it once per season where it's more of like a 20 questions format because the answers are always just a little bit surprising. And then I end up kind of thinking about the answers myself. And then I kind of surprise myself. And then guests are doing the same. And it's just a fun way to like rope everybody together. Okay, here we go. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and yeah. I just want honesty. I have a feeling I'll get it. All right. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what is something, Taylor, that you would change about yourself if you could? Uh, everything that I just mentioned uh, before I said I was wearing your shirt, I wish was different. That I, you were? <laughs> I wish I was 6'6". I wish I was black. I wish I had hair. I wish I wasn't 280 pounds. Uh, what else did I say? I think that's it. Oh, my I wish gosh. I was a different person. <laughs> you wish you were a completely different person. Okay, you just named a bunch of physical things, though. Yeah. Okay, but what about, like, internally? Oh, I see, I don't think that... I would think deeper about myself. <laughs> that's what I would change. Perfect. Well done. Okay, um, what is something that motivates you specifically to work hard? What motivates you? Mm, checklists, not failing, being the best. Uh, I hate, I hate making mistakes. I hate when somebody's like, "Hey, yeah. you made this mistake." Um, yeah. I hate when like people point out that I did something wrong. I hate mm -hmm. when, um, like, a friend of mine very kindly told me the last episode that you and I recorded together that I was doing this when I was talking in the mic and I was moving my head so much. I have been locked in this episode. I'm talking right into this microphone because I like. I'm not mad that he said it. I'm mad that I made the mistake. Right? Yeah, right. I'm, I was glad yeah. he pointed it out because it's like I needed the reminder. Yeah. Um, yeah. I it 
perfection. Yeah. It's to a good degree and a negative degree. That's what yeah. You are, it surprises me what a perfectionist you are, but that is certainly true. I mean, looking at me, it would be surprise anyone that I'm a perfectionist in anything. <laughs> so if you could create a perfect day that is like, that was the best day ever, what would it include and what would it definitely exclude? Um, it would definitely be a great night's sleep in my new bed that we just got. I'm yes. sleeping tremendously. Um, one thing, like right now, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that like my kids aren't here, and like we're having this like the, the kids are there having a great time with with my family. Mm-hmm. My wife and here are just the two of us for the next four days or whatever, and it's like. I re- like I miss my kids when they're gone. Mm. I really like my kids. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people would say like, oh, it's just me and my wife going yeah. to Vegas and having a great day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I want my kids there, not for the whole time. <laughs> I'm not ridiculous, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But like we, I'd, I'd sleep in, hang out with the kids. We've been watching Star Wars uh, Visions, which mm-hmm. like it's these anime people watch. We'd watch a couple episodes of that. We'd um, probably play a game. Uh, you know, on, on, on TV. And then we'd send them away. Sam and I would go to like, I love nice food like, mm-hmm. of anything that I could do. That was expensive. It yeah. would be food. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. a lot of people like expensive travel, expensive houses or expensive cars, or whatever, like foods where it's at for me, yeah. which is probably why I like the bear so much. Um, uh, expensive food. We'd, uh, if it was possible to do all of that while we were here and like go to some cool location, you know, we'd, We'd fly private to some, uh, sure. you know, if money wasn't an issue, fly private to some beach or whatever. We'd mm-hmm. hang out there mm-hmm. and probably stay there for like the rest of the night or whatever. Yeah. That's probably it. I love that. That's a great day. Okay. What would it definitely exclude? Oh, uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to your fancy restaurant. No, I'm kidding. I'll I- hang out with your kids. I'll be the one that takes your kids when one, you're done with them. One of my meals would be just Sam and I. The other meal would be with a bunch of our friends. Like, you know, having you Love and your that. husband there or having some yeah. of our friends in there. That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, but. but definitely, that's a great question. I made the joke. I don't know. I don't know what it would exclude. Because it's like a lot of people would say. Waking up I, early. I, I, waking up early, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I solved that by saying I slept in already. Um I think a lot of people would say work. I actually like my work. I, maybe I wouldn't do a full day's work. But yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. No, I, yeah. That's great. I might like, you know, publish something or whatever. I like that. Yeah. Um, That's a great sign that you're like doing the right thing. Cause I feel the same way. Like yeah. my perfect day includes like something written, you yeah. know, like something created. Wouldn't work for 10 hours like I normally no. do, but I'd work yeah. for a little bit. A uh, good solid hour of something you're proud of. Exclude. It's a great question. Oh, I didn't say anything about church or God. Dang it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I, I'd go to church. It's not too late. <laughs> um, okay. Um, what is your proudest accomplishment? Man, it's that's a big one, right? It's but. it's interesting because there's been a. I noticed, uh, not surprisingly, I noticed that I'm broken this week. Hmm. I started remembering a lot of really cool things that I've done. And accomplished that I just forget about. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I think the biggest one, like especially now, but it's also been. I mean, we're here in July, and it's been since May. Like, I'm. It's still setting in that I coached the team to attract championship state yeah. championship. Like, I think it's the coolest because um, I, I was thinking about it a lot this week. It's like what? Why? Why is it constantly the thing on my phone that I'm constantly like, it's just pictures of me and the girls celebrating. And I think it's because one, it was something that was never done before. And I feel like I was placed pretty perfectly to be the person to 
kind of lead this crew. Yeah. Uh, so I felt like how we talked about in the, in the first segment, like I felt pretty perfectly placed for this. But also a lot of my other accomplishments were like just me. And that one was me, my coaching staff, the the parents in the community, the girls, like a, a, after years of work, like yeah. it was this fruition, especially, I mean, our, our seniors, our two lead seniors, I've been coaching them through yeah. w- some wins and some failure for three years before that. Right. Um, I honestly think it's my greatest achievement. Yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. I, I love I, it. And I think it's going to be for a long time. Yeah, like, and you're not making pre- it up. Like it's, it's a big pretty, deal. It's still pretty recent, but it's just like I've been thinking about just how, like how long it's going to last. Like a lot of my other things, it's like, oh yeah, like we were you know, we did this cool. Like even even stuff that's really cool. It's like yeah, Catechism of the Year. Uh, the editor on that is the number one podcast in the world. Like yeah. that was really cool, but it's just like other podcasts have been number one in the world. Other like a, yeah. A hundred years from now, people are going to go into St. Joe's gym and they'll, they'll be looking at the banners. They'll look like, oh, what's the oldest one we can find? The oldest state championship forever will have my name on it. Like, it's unbelievable. It's so it's cool. unbelievable. I love it. Um, okay. What is on your karaoke list? Like you're singing karaoke. What's up? I have. Uh, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast yesterday that was talking. They were talking about this and they were talking about like uh, they, they asked the question in a way that I hadn't. I've, I've heard this question. I've heard you ask this question before, but they said to impress a certain group. Of like, what would you say if you're trying to impress young people? What would you say oh, if you're trying to impress older funny. people? But my, mine is the stock solid answer for me. It doesn't matter yeah. because it's so personal. I was a terrible singer growing up. And now I like, it took me a long story, but I yeah. uh, started leading worship in, in high school for a church church band. I had no idea how to sing. People took me under their wing, taught me how to sing, coached hmm. me how to sing. And then I, you know, got trained through college. And it's like, now that's like, uh, yeah a big thing that I do. And one of my, I love the, the goo goo dolls yeah. in junior high and early high school. Yeah. Like in the time that I couldn't sing and Iris, you know, that song. Yeah. And I don't yeah, want no, the no, world no, no. to see yeah. me. I couldn't sing it. I couldn't hit any of the notes. I couldn't hit any of the notes in the chorus. Yeah. So when I went, when I was in grad school and I went and did karaoke at a bar at like two 30 in the morning, I sang that song yeah. and I killed it. People have been doing karaoke at this bar for two hours. And yeah. you know, when karaoke is happening yeah. in a bar, people are just yeah, kind right, of right, right. whatever drinking. Everyone stopped and like stared at yeah, me. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I did it. Take that, everyone, and make fun of me it. for being a bad singer in junior high and early That's high school. So Take awesome. That. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I also sang a solo in Carnegie Hall. Like, that could have been an answer for the last right. one. Like, there's yeah. just so many right. cool things. I, know. That yeah. I, I just forget about that. I didn't yeah. I forgot about it. Just, I didn't even answer that as the as the question, the answer to the last question. Um, I respect Google dolls. That's great. That's a great answer. And I love that story. What is um something that makes you how are we doing on time do i have time for how many more oh yeah we're doing okay great. um all we have ne- next is uh you recording your show with your guest yes. that matter to me at all um what is Let's something that makes more. you three more got it what's something that makes you really angry you i'm just kidding i know <laughs> being late to stop uh, <laughs> uh something that makes me really angry let's see you said something earlier when we were in the first time you were talking about uh it made me think of something so that makes me very angry is um I'll do one that's currently making me angry. Okay. People um, acting like children when they're old. Um, there is somebody that is pretty consistently making me angry because they just, it's not growing. It's not growing. That's yeah. really what it is, right? Where it's like, I have had every other relationship in my life that is still, that is good. Yeah. It's like, you and I have had our run-ins and we've had our yeah. times where we were mad at each other, but we, we fixed it and then we move forward and we're probably, you know, cliche stronger after that or yeah, whatever, but it's just like, sure. we've both grown and like so, some relationships you grow differently and you grow apart and that's yeah, fine, yeah, but it's but just like, we're, we're yeah. here 
and I've grown to a completely different person, not completely different person, but I've, I've, I'm growing up and this person is just still acting like they're yeah. like it's 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's just like no growth and not wanting the personal growth like that. It makes me angry. Yeah. I, that's That's a good answer. Um, okay. I want to know something silly that if you won the lottery, you would buy like something oh, yeah. like totally self-indulgent and then, um, something actually pretty important. So two part. Um, I mean, the important thing we'd, we'd pay off all of our debts. We, we, I said earlier, like it wouldn't be a top of my list for like to have a nice house, but I would like a nice house if I yeah. won the lottery. Like it's not yeah. high my priority list right now because right. it's so outlandish that we couldn't even do it, you know, but nice house would be nice, like kind of a standard thing. Um, I'd, I'd love, I would love, it's why God should make me rich. I love buying things for people and making that make them happy. Uh-huh. So God should make me rich because I, yeah. would, I would give a lot of it away. Um, something silly. That's a good question. I haven't thought about that. What, just like what's yours? Really... What's your silly one? I want an at home tanning situation because I, I know I feel like I should be just a hue darker. Just need a little color. I said earlier I should be a fuse darker. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to have an at-home, like, walk-in spray zzz, spray tanner. I told this to Liv on some – we had microphones, so I don't know what we were doing. But she was like, you know that's not that expensive. And I was <laughs> like, what? Yes, it is. She's like, you can have my old one. I yeah. have six. <laughs> I don't know what I would buy that's silly. Nothing is there, like gaming is, is, related. Oh, like, don't you, you like? Is there something that you think I already own that's silly? <laughs> I'm sure. Like, I feel like I'm looking around at a lot of things that are probably very expensive. I don't expensive. know. I don't know what I'd buy that's silly. I, I'm stumped. Yeah. Okay. So you you buy yourself the gaming things you want, right? Like you don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm you poor don't go and with I that. already buy myself the gaming yeah. things that I want. Okay. My Fair my enough. joke answer when you first asked it was the silly thing. I I'd, I'd finally be the only person uh, able to afford the new uh, Apple VR stuff augmented reality uh that was my silly answer it's a ridiculous purchase because it's so freaking expensive right now but that'd be fun i feel like working spatially on my computer i think it'd be great that's my silly one okay last one ready i'd be be one of the eight people that could afford apple's new product yeah (laughs) um how do your friends describe you that's a great question for you it's i didn't ask me you're my friend are you not (laughs) how do you think your friends describe you i'm constantly worried about this I you don't give a crap about this, Taylor. I'm constantly worried about this. Oh my gosh. After every interaction with one of my friends, I, I've been dealing with this a lot recently. I, I I constantly You ask yourself how do people experience me? I constantly think people are gonna break up with me. Huh. After almost every conversation with you, I think you're going to quit the show. After every conversation with Father Anthony, I think he's gonna quit the show. After uh Catherine's new enough, but um the person, multiple people have quit on me. <laughs> I, I, and it's because of my personality. <laughs> it's because of who I am oh as a human gosh. being. This so I am constantly fantastic. worried about like almost every phone conversation. I'm like, did I talk too much? Did I make this more about me? Like, I, yeah, I'm constantly worried. That's why I would love to know how I, I feel like I know me. you really well and I had no idea you gave a care. Oh, yeah. I think I have to get to the point where I don't care because it happens so often that people just hate me and walk away from me. <laughs> You're one of the few. I mean, you've been, you've I'm, honestly, you've been here the longest. I'm pathologically loyal. I have issues, Taylor. <laughs> pathologically for sure. <laughs> Your brokenness is the only reason that we can be friends. <laughs> we're, we're doing it. We're I, doing it. Like legitimately, 
constantly worried about it. Yeah. I have very little friends left and everyone this else is, left. This is a great way to end. <laughs> real sad. Did y'all have any idea? <laughs> Who knew? This is great. I don't care at all what... I mean, you care when people leave you hateful comments on the internet. I either yeah. block them immediately or screw with them because mm, it doesn't. Yeah. But if somebody close to me says something that I, I said yeah. offended, I'm like, dang it. Yeah. I don't remember the question now. I'm so sad. Everyone leaves me. <laughs> I hate this game. Taylor, Why I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what to do with this. I think I think that I think now is a good time, friends. Now is a good time, friends, for everyone to give your loving feedback. Taylor's having a vulnerable moment oh my here. God. Never happens. I think we should pounce. I'm never giving control of the show away <laughs> ever again. I hate this so much. I was having such a I was having so much fun until you asked that question. Oh, Taylor, I describe you as loud and proud and loyal. Loud, <laughs> proud, loyal. And I do think you're an encourager. I think that when I have you know, just been down on myself about stuff that matters. If I'm down on myself about stuff that doesn't matter, you pile on. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> if I'm down on myself about stuff that matters, you speak truth. So I that's kind of the loyal part um, and like the loyal, encouraging part. You were so mad about something that was so silly before we recorded the show. I walked away from you and constantly laughed for like 15 minutes or 15 seconds until you started laughing. You went from incredibly angry to laughing with me because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. That's good. Anyways, that's how I would describe you. Uh, I'm sweating so bad. You badly. are. It's, it's true. It's but that like, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, either, I mean, <laughs> but I wasn't until five minutes ago. It's so cool in here for the first time. Oh, man. I don't know. You broke me. Well, that's our show. I'm Taylor Stroll. I'll be back next week as long as I can put my brain back together. That's Alvin Salas and Sullivan. I don't even know her name. She'll be back in a month. See it doesn't matter. You don't call me by it anyway. <laughs>Thank you all for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. If you if you know of somebody who may have enjoyed today's uh, conversation, somebody who uh, maybe wants to use their gifts for the Lord a little bit more, somebody who really likes the NBA, wants to learn more about Saints, uh, we would just really appreciate it. if you could share this with a friend, share it on your socials, tag us. We'll, we'll reshare all that sort of stuff. So we'll be back next week with a great episode for you. Until then, love you.